that was a good one. Thanks. I'll remember that for Sunday. Thanks. I have a lot of good jokes. Now, please don't tell one of your jokes and then attribute it over to me. <laughs> I remember, I remember doing CPR and you told that joke to that poor woman. <laughs> and, and she literally looked at you in the eyes and said, I don't get it. Yeah, that was really weird and awkward. <laughs> yeah. That was the worst thing. That was... In that was maybe the favorite part of the training. In hindsight, I maybe would have played that differently. <laughs> yeah. What I should have said was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when you had the option to say nothing. Correct. Are we live at this point? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. BGCC, I don't know when you're listening, but whenever you're listening, you're listening at the right time. This is a new format of a podcast that we're trying out. Um, we're just going to be doing it as needed. Um we're just going to be having tons of conversations with our staff members. My name is Jesse Bays. I'm here right now with the illustrious, the renowned, the articulate. I wish you could see his face right now. Weston, the man, the myth, the legend, Williams. Weston, how you doing? It's good to be here and live with our entire podcast audience. Live with our entire podcast audience. So if you go to BGCC, this is for you. Or if you're a person who just randomly stumbled into the darkest parts of Apple Podcasts, this is also for you. Weston Williams, our, our listeners are dying already. They've been writing in already. We have tons of questions. Wow. Yes. It has been insane. Our first question is, everyone needs to know, I, I'm just going to get past all the fluff. I'm going to get past all the nonsense. Hit, hit me. Hit me. I'm ready. How many Hawaiian shirts are there? I mean, really? Oh, that is a good question. Uh, they don't, you know, they last for a while, but uh, there's at least 10. 10 at least, At least in the closet, yeah. Where do you get them? Where do you get them? Uh, I don't get them anywhere. My wife is the one who outfits me with, oh, with Hawaiian shirts. All credit goes... To Jenny. Over to Jenny. Well yeah. done, Jenny. Yeah. Well done. Um, it's almost as if Jenny has given you your trademark. Yeah, it's... it's um, they just, they're comfortable. They, they're dressy enough. Mm. It's sort of like a tuxedo t-shirt, you know, it's <laughs> formal, but yeah. still casual all yeah. at the same time. It's, it's exactly like the classy of shirts, the a tux shirt. It's Correct. Exactly like that. And in Hawaii, I'm told that the true Aloha shirt counts as dress and they actually wear it in huh. like government, like official business. So that's why you do it is for our... Hawaii's a, Hawaii a state of mind. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii's a state of mind. And so that's where I'm at. Hawaii's a state of mind, which um, um, a lot of you don't know, Weston is a huge fan of Jimmy Buffett. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Buffett. He's a Buffett I am head. a parrot head. Oh, a parrot head is how it's That's called? what they're called. That's worse. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think I'm an official one now that I've actually been to a Jimmy Buffett concert. I, do, oh. I don't know that I need to go again. But yeah. once was fantastic. I bet there is a, a, it's a, a whole, vibe to that place. It's a whole sociology lesson. Oh, um, really? Yeah. 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 Let's just put it this way. I, I learned something when I saw a lady passed out in the line for refreshments um, <laughs> before the show even started. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Now that's a parrot head. That she, I think. That's yeah, a That's head. correct. Yeah. 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 So. Um, I should also mention today we have. Um, our intern, Matthew with us. Matthew, how are you doing? Good. Matthew is also a parrot head, in case you were curious. A, a big parrot head. All right, Matthew, what's your favorite Jimmy Buffett song? Um, 
<laughs> yep. It's just the one with the ukulele lesson. You know that one, right? Yeah. Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Thank you so much, Matthew. I can tell you're also a parrot head. You were probably there with that woman, weren't you? I enabled her. <laughs> wow. Do you have a Carmen Miranda tattoo someplace? <laughs> yes. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. Weston, how long have you been in ministry for? You've been here for how long? I've been here for over 16 years. Holy cow. And then you were at our previous church for less than that. I mean, I, I don't know. I was ordained in 2002, and I was. Okay. I started working in a church full time. Gosh, I guess it would have been my senior year or junior year of, of college. I was hired at a, to work at an inner city church. Wow. And uh, out in California, right? Yeah, and they hired me to work there uh, with students and youth. Yeah. And I even did some worship. So um, now, hold up! Now no. this is news. This is news. You led worship. I would play right piano, and would we would we would sing too. I did less singing and more piano playing. Just a lot of Jimmy Buffett worship songs. A lot of. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Jimmy Buffett worship songs. Uh, Maranatha music was big then. Yeah. Stuff you could still play yeah. well. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Weston this year starred in our kids' ministry uh, entertainment. Oh, yes. The I mass, was a mass singer. Yeah. You were the horse, is that correct? The banana. You were the banana. <laughs> That's right. The banana. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, so you've been in ministry for like, I guess this like would 20 be twenty plus years. This would be yeah. This would be my twenty. Actually, this would be my twenty year anniversary of full time ordained ministry. So well, I wish we had a big like a party planned right now, and this was actually like the surprise element. Wouldn't that be great? That would be pretty wild. Yeah, Jenny and I got married in two thousand two. I was ordained a few years before, so it's it's just the year of twenties. Mm. So yeah, you. What is the most in, embarrassing things ever happened to you in ministry or what's your uh, that question because that's a risky one or what is one of the funniest things ever happened to you in ministry oh man um let's see funny embarrassing two instances come to mind we were in the middle of a prayer service mm -hmm. with a bunch of older folks out in california sweet people and we, I don't know, we're just in the zone. I think it was like a memorial prayer service. It was around the time of an anniversary of of September 11th. Um, mm. And I'm, I think it was I blacked out on the words of uh, Psalm 23. We were <laughs> trying to recite it together, yeah. and I lost it somewhere, and uh, had to have somebody finish it for me, which is kind of a it's a major fail for somebody <laughs> <laughs> in ministry. Yep. Yep. Uh, funniest in an early sermon, I was just in the zone and there was an illustration in my mind that worked really well about um, the Thanksgiving Day Parade and John the Baptist and something about a Snoopy balloon and Jesus. It, yeah. it was, it's really something I try to block from my memory, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like one of those illustrations gone wrong. Yeah, and I've had a few moments where my wife uh, early on would look at me, and I could tell by the look on her face that I shouldn't finish what I was about to say. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so I've I've had a few of those. I probably too many to remember. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Um, 
since you were brave enough to share now, I'm going to share one. I'm ready. Uh, at, at my last church, I was leading worship, and they used to um, have these cards they would put in the offering basket, and it would say um, a prayer request. Well, oftentimes people took that to mean, oh, here's where I can really tell them what I think about what's happening at the church. Um, and I was leading worship, and this sweet old woman wrote down on her card, um, worship leader doesn't seem to know all the right words or melody of the song. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That would start a little lovely. bit. Yeah. I would that say would start so. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, <clears throat> I gave up reading anonymous, uh, comment cards very early on. Um, if yeah. somebody would sign their name to it, um, yep. I would, I would listen and I, we, we didn't have a conversation, but, yeah. um, I've received enough anonymous criticism, but I've, I've stopped reading it and it stopped coming. So, Fair. um, yeah. there you have it. Well, uh, we're coming out of a sermon series. We are called new and now. Yes. Um, and I know that that came out of a heart for our city, out of a heart for our congregation. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think that a lot of this was just my own personal frustration with why I felt like we were waiting for things to happen mm -hmm. when it really was clear to me that God was already doing things. Yeah. He had started doing things. He was doing something new and was doing something right now. And yeah. there was a passage in Isaiah that kind of, that kind of speaks to that, you know, um, talks, you know, look, look at the things that I'm doing, you know, even yeah. now it is, it's springing forth and it, you know, that just kind of became the inspiration for that whole series. Mm -hmm. Just, it's essentially, you know, I think a reminder to all of us to stop waiting around for something better to happen because this is the moment we've been given and God's doing something new yep. and it's it's already started. Yeah. I love what you said this past Sunday where you said, hey, everyone's asking me like, hey, we should be praying for a revival. We should be praying mm -hmm. for revival. And then you, and then you brought up, hey, like we've had so many baptisms. We've had so many new members. We have yeah. 40 new people that you said, right? Joined. Yeah, it's, it's at least 40. It it's might huge. even be a little over. We started three brand new small groups this year. Yeah. Just in, And this is a mid-season. Normally we have our big enrollment in the fall. Right. And so for us to have that many kind of in, in a mid, mid-season enrollment is, is huge. I mean, normally it's a dozen, if, yep. if that. And to have to create three whole new groups is, is fantastic. What do you think that speaks to, Weston? I just, I just think that speaks to what, you know, what we're talking about. That God's already doing something yeah. right now. People have have come. They've become a part of our our family, and they want to be connected and in meaningful relationships. And so they're mm. they're signed up for it and they're ready. And I mean, and there's no reason to wait. Yeah. Um, if there was, I know you kind of already mentioned like, hey, don't start waiting. You know, what I mean, it's like go for it and things like that. If there was one key takeaway that you're like, man, I wish everyone in our city right now, everyone in, in our congregation, I hope they heard me say this. Yeah. What I, would that be? I, I think it's, I think it would be, don't wait for the right time. I, I didn't say that specifically, but I think that's, mm. that's the heart of it. You know, Sunday we were talking about, about baptism and that's one of those things. I think some people, the older they get, the more they put off and they go, well, I'll wait till the time is right. But oh, what, yeah. what is that time? That time's mm. never like it's never the right time. Like it's never a great time to to run around with wet hair. You know, I mean, it's, it's never a great time for yeah, that. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's true with a lot of things we do. You know, 
you know, we've got meals ain't coming up to serve. People are, are saying, mm-hmm. you know, ah, this this Saturday, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like the right time. Yeah. Yeah, when when is it going to feel like the right time? You yeah. know, we, we just got to kind of decide, like, there's, there's stuff I think that God's put on all of our hearts, whether it's to read scripture more, to pray, mm-hmm. you know, maybe with our families or maybe just pray for ourselves. Yep. And we keep putting it off going, oh, the time's not right. It's going to be better later. And, yeah. and the, we just got to say, you know what? No, now, now's the time. We got to just got to get going. Yeah. I remember being with, in a conversation with you and you, um, and you saying, Hey, like he's like giving us something new. Like, it's not like better than what we have now. It's like a totally new thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like, it isn't as if all of a sudden I'm going to really enjoy reading my Bible. You know what I mean? It isn't as if all of a sudden I'm going to have more time to be able to go serve. It's like, okay, no, no, no. I have a new life here. I'm supposed to do new things. And I just really love that idea of like, hey, stop waiting for the right time. Yeah. And and that's, that's going to be, you know, after we get through this, this series on relationships, we're going to enter into a series on uh, the book of Galatians, and that's mm. that's going to be that theme is is new, I'm very excited, is new, yeah. not better. You know, God didn't just come to improve what we're doing; He came to give us something new. Yeah, you know, in in kind and in in material and in you know in approach. So, yeah, I mean, I, and that's the thing. You know, when you start something new, sometimes it feels awkward, and um, but we've just got to get we just got to get into it. Um, yep. And I do want to say this because I think this is some of the things that that come into a marriage series, you know, when we start talking about some of the stuff, like my small group had to meet the week ahead of time because we were uh, going to be scheduled to meet during Super Bowl, And I knew nobody was going to want to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we decided we'd meet a week ahead and we watched the videos and some of it's, a, it, it feels a little forced um, in some ways, mm-hmm. but one of the things everybody gets is these little Ram boards that has the little magnets and you can yeah. adjust and we were kind of making fun of it a little bit in our group, um, just that the idea that you would sit at home and adjust these things. Yeah. But but I did say, listen, you know, I think we've maybe not ever thought about our, our relationships in these terms. And, yes. and wouldn't it be helpful yeah. now that we've seen this to be able to pinpoint and say, listen, you know, I know you, but I don't feel like I can rely on you at this point in yeah. time. And so, you know... We, it feels awkward, but like if your whole normal is complete dysfunction and, yep. you know, if you go to a marriage therapist and you're talking about communication and you say it doesn't feel natural, of course it's going to feel different if it's new, you yeah. know? And so we've got to be willing to try something new unless we're satisfied with what we have right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it will feel abnormal for a while. Yeah. And I think, um, what are all the things, right? There's no... Know, trust, rely, commit, and then touch. Yes. Yeah. All those things, like even just seeing like really laid out and seeing like, um, and really sitting with it and thinking, oh no, all this makes sense. A, all these is really just putting language. It's what we already kind of know. We just never really think about it. Correct. Yeah. I think that alone is like super powerful, right? Yeah. Um, And not just in... And marriage is right, but like in friendships, in parent and in children relationships yeah. to like adult children relationships, like any of those things. It's just huge to think about that. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I know that with that last one being touch, people, you know, they automatically think, start thinking about, you know, romance, sex, that kind of stuff. 
But it just recently, my son had his football banquet, and mm-hmm. as the seniors were going across the stage, uh, the head coach came down and made a point to kind of shake each one's hand and then wow. give each of yeah. the seniors a hug. You know, and it's clear like that that's meaningful to them. That's meaningful touch, you know, between yeah. this mentor and these students. It's, you know, it's totally appropriate and it's fitting and it's good. And, you know, I think trying to understand that, embrace that, you know, is probably really healthy for us to think about now that we're coming, you know, coming into, uh, you know, another year of pandemic and we've not been even shaking people's hands. And there's something about that that we miss. And I think touch has never been so valuable before. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we need to think about what does that mean? What what does that look like? What should that look like? And that's relevant to all of our relationships. Yeah. And. And speaking of that too, like, I don't want to jump like the gun. Like, I don't want to steal the thunder of the series. But I do think it is important to say like, hey, like, hey, this does apply over to our relationship with Christ in such a huge way. Yeah, right? and yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're starting. The the whole series this week will start with that. We're going to start that's cool. talking about kind of all of our relationships. We're going to introduce, you know, this relationship attachment model um, that's where we get the, the Ram for short. Um, and that's we're going to talk about how it's a terrible <laughs> title. It's a terrible name, but it's a great concept. Um, and we're going to talk about how it pertains to our relationship with Christ and yeah. how even the incarnation, you know, changes the game when it comes to our relationship with God and yeah. puts touch or the physical to the forefront. And, you know, even passages like in Romans where it says, you know, present your bodies as a living sacrifice tells mm. us that what we do with our physical bodies matters when it comes to our relationship with God. Absolutely. Right. And even like from my perspective, I can't even say that word right now. From your point of view. Yes. (laughs) From my point of view, um, on, on stage, like what we do with our bodies matter, right? That's why people raise their hands. That's why they sing. Like that's like the element of touch there with God. Right. And it's, it's so huge, and like we said, like touch has never been more valuable than yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, and our, our our relationship. I mean, yeah, think about it. You know, when you're when you're praying, if you're just laying in bed at night, you know, yeah. you're you're praying, and you're talking to God. But if if you get on your knees before you get in bed and pray, it puts an extra focus or earnestness to it, and it, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, and you don't have to yes. do it every time, but yes. it does definitely put your mindset in someplace different. And then even the way we touch people can communicate the love of God. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had we've had several people come into the church office, you know, as we've been giving out, you know, assistance through the tornado and really helping some people in meaningful ways. Um, you know, I, I know Melody's had this happen a few times. I've had this yeah. happen once where they just say, can I give you a hug? Like they just desperately yeah. want to hug you yeah. because they just, they're so appreciative and they're so, so thankful. Yep. And, you know, to be able to have that encounter and to share a hug or to hold somebody when they're crying is, mm-hmm. you know, it communicates the love of God through touch. Yeah. I think like, even like, I think back like to my most emotional experience or like all the tragedies that I've ever gone through in the most meaningful ones were, were the ones where people just sat with me mm-hmm. as opposed to like, hey, like I'm going to give you this or I'm going to take care of this. Like yeah. all those things were very important. But I really remember like my high school teacher just coming and sitting with me. You know what sure. I mean? Like I really remember those moments. You know what I mean? Like more so than all of those things. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked about this 
series, if you can't tell, Weston. I think it's going to be awesome. I, th I think it's going to be good. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think we've all got to be willing to step out there and maybe be a little uncomfortable, but yep. I think it's going to be a really good series. So we're going to have to stretch. Yeah. Um, hey, um, if you had one prayer kind of as we're closing, right? Like, what's your one prayer right now for our congregation? I, I sure, think, you have many. I would say I, two come to some come to my forefront right now. One, it's already cheating. One is um, I really do want this relationship series to be something that is a defining moment for some of our couples. I think that mm. I, I think that particularly for our couples, they've been in the pressure cooker through the pandemic. They've probably spent a lot more time at home wow, together. Yeah. They've, think about that. they've probably discovered some flaws. There's probably some baggage that's built up. And I know our single folks too, they've been, they've experienced a higher level of isolation. And so they're probably, you know, thinking about relationships in different new ways and yeah. not being single. I can't speak to that completely, but I think that this whole, you know, social isolation has put our relationships into the focus. And so I pray that this series would be one that gives us the tools to move forward into something mm -hmm. that's healthy and new. And then my, my second prayer is, is for, um, as for our youth ministry hire, you know, we really want to yep. make sure we get the right person to come in and to be part of our team. And we really want this to be a long-term, um, yeah. hire to be somebody that's going to be with our church family for a long time. Uh, so that's, that's something super important to me and I know to our, our leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think both those things are going to be really defining for our church mm -hmm. and for our congregants and everything. Um, hey, well, um, let's do this. I don't want to keep you all day, right? Um, and and if you're listening, I don't want to keep you all day. These these are typically going to be about this length. And so we're going to close the same way every time, and it's going to be by Weston and Matthew singing a Jimmy Buffett. Let's sing one particular harbor. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> I actually, I want that song played at my funeral. Oh, wow. So... You've heard it here. Everyone take notes, folks. You heard it here first. Yeah. One particular harbor? Yeah. Wow. I was not expecting to... Shelter from the storm. Okay. Yeah. Where the <laughs> children play on the shore each day, and all are safe from harm. Wow, it's actually really sweet for it really a kind of is. Head, yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, uh, would you mind just like, closing in prayer for anyone that's listening right yeah. now? For not Psalm 23. Not Psalm 23, because I don't want to finish it. And Matthew's is already just so embarrassed by that moment already. Yeah, he is. I see it in his eye. He's just checked out. Yeah. Just kidding. He's not. He's the best. All right. Yeah, let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for the opportunity to sit and to visit together. And um, God, I thank you for everybody that's listening in on this. And um, God, I pray that this would be an encouragement, a, a chance for us to get connected in new and different ways. Um, as a church family to know what's going on and to, um, to, to, to find maybe deeper avenues to pray for people, um, maybe for their leadership who, who are clearly fallen as parrot heads. Um, <laughs> Lord, we pray that you would um, bless this upcoming series on relationships and Lord, may it grow all of us in the way that we relate with each other. May it bring our married folks closer together. May it, give our singles the tools that they need to form healthy, lifelong relationships. And God, may it grow us in our relationship with you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Steven. Perfect time. Nice.
Maybe we should do the Jesus on free. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how we want to close it. Come in here, Steven. You're already a part of it. No. No, we're good. No, we just got done. Ready? Jesus on three. Jesus on three. One, two, three. Jesus! Jesus. Steve, you gotta say it. Oh, my God. He's so lame.